0: What it do, Sports Betting Nation. Aces High here with you. It's our college Football Preview episode here on Thursday night. I'm excited for it, real excited for it. I got one man who knows a little bit about college football, Mr. Hardways, Mike, and another man who knows absolutely nothing about college football. Let me tell you, he doesn't know what's going on this year, Mr. Real Jay-Z. How you doing, Real jay Z? I'm
1: uh, doing great. Thanks for the awesome intro there, Aces Absolutely. You deserve it, my friend. And Mr.
0: Hardways, how is your night going?
2: As always, when the Bears are playing Aces, I am apoplectic. Bears are currently losing on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> For some reason, the, 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 the schedule makers decided to put two of the worst teams in the league on Thursday Night Football. I got to turn this off because we're talking college football tonight. This is our week 11 preview show. So let's dig in, shall we? Love it. I'm going to go over here to This Week in College Football. Anyone following
0: along on the YouTube channel can see our platform, see what we're talking about. If you're listening to the podcast, maybe head over to YouTube channel so you can check out with your own eyes what we're doing. Where would you like me to go, Mr. Hardways?
2: How about we go to, since there is a little bit of a controversy amongst the people here at SBI, it was in our Discord, our private Discord. We are talking about the Big Ten. How about that Michigan-Penn State game? That is probably the biggest game of the weekend. Would you guys agree with that?
1: Absolutely. It is a huge game with huge playoff implications and huge Big Ten implications. So, yeah, let's let's get started there.
2: So, Mr. Jay-Z, the spread here we're looking at, we are on our Big Ten page for, in our This Week in College Football page on sportsbettingintel.com. We've got plus four and a half for Penn State as the best line there, or minus five, minus 110 for Michigan. Are you surprised at this spread? Four and a half. Penn State now if you listen to the college football rundown with Wold and Wall they were talking about how Penn State is not giving getting the respect that they are due this year. are you where do you think the spread should be? Is this correct? Did the odds makers get it right?
1: uh you know I think it's I think it's all right there um I, I expect mission to come out and play well like they have all year um I, I do agree Penn State has had a good year. They've played Ohio State in a good matchup earlier um so yeah I mean I, i'm I'm okay with where it's at.
2: Interesting. I would have thought this would have been closer to six and a half if I was making this line. But the odds makers are giving Penn State respect here. Aces, I want to get your opinion on that as well, because I know that you think highly of that Franklin team there at Penn State, the Nittany Lions.
0: That Franklin team, just putting them in the dirt. You don't even say anything about it. I can just tell that you're putting the man down. I like him. I think he's a great football coach. I was hoping this game would come out. I wouldn't have been surprised if they put it anywhere. This is probably the low end of what I would expect. Definitely not under a field goal, but that minus four and a half for Michigan all the way up to, you know, they could have been over a touchdown. I wouldn't have been too surprised. I would have been happy. I would have been taking Penn State in that circumstance. So I'm not sure exactly where they were going to put this line, but they put it somewhere where kind of a no action for me, unless I haven't decided yet. But that nitty line, money line, plus 178, we're showing best line. That's a little bit sexy.
2: That does look somewhat appealing there. What about the over-under in this game? Sitting at 45 currently. If you want to take under, best line is over on points bet at minus 110. If you want to take the over, you could take it at over 45, also on points bet. So they got it as the standard line there. Maybe you could go over to a game page, and we could kind of take a look and see if that line move. Jay-Z, the Michigan offense is very, very good. You've got McCarthy as a Heisman contender there. They can put up points, and they destroy inferior opponents. But Penn State is not an inferior opponent, and they have a very – good defense. They also have a pretty good offense there. Drew Allark spreads the ball around quite a bit, but they've got a really nice running game and some good receivers, a couple tight ends that can score, too. So what do you think about that 45?
1: You know, that that I found a little more interesting than the the spread, to be honest. I mean, both teams are putting up uh, about 40 points a game. Um, This kind of stems into what Aces was alluding to earlier, although when you look at Michigan's schedule, uh, this year they've obviously dominated everyone they've played, but At this point, who have they played? Uh, That's where this will become the interesting game, this game, and obviously the Ohio State game a few weeks out of what Michigan can do against a strong Big Ten opponent.
2: Yeah, I like that over at 45. It is not out of reach for either of these teams the points per game it's you got to kind of throw that out of the window because they have played some inferior opponents this year but if you just look at what these guys have done and you can go over and actually check that out directly from the Big 10 page you could also click detailed matchup and get a really nice breakdown if you're following along on YouTube Aces is going to pull up that detailed matchup for our Penn State Michigan analysis here we can go through we can see some very basic stats and then some team stats and then advanced stats if you have any questions about what any of these mean you could just hover over any of the advanced ads and our site tells you exactly what they mean. You can see that right there if you're following along on YouTube. So we look green means good. Red means bad. It looks like just real quick glance, high level 30,000 foot view Penn state statistically might have a slight edge over Michigan aces. What do you think there?
0: I'm always saying this every time we do these episodes and whenever I get the opportunity to do it, when we're talking statistics, a lot of times we're talking offensive statistics and here When you're looking at all that green, a lot of that is offensive statistics. So, hey, let's see the defense side of that ball because I think that Michigan defense is fantastic. And you know if I'm going to bet a football team, it's because of the defense. So I like Michigan for their defense in this one. I don't think they're getting a fair shake on our game boards here because, like I said, a lot of this is offensive statistics. And Mr. Allers, we know he's a fantastic quarterback over there for Penn State.
2: Certainly, and there's no argument there. In fact, that is – that is directly tied to the fourth down efficiency there over on the per game statistics, 84.21% fourth down efficiency for Penn state. That is just an absolutely stunning number. You don't see that very often. So now you've got Michigan's defense and you've got a really good team that can move the ball versus Penn state there, which one comes out on top. It's difficult to say, but at 45, I th- you would have thought this would be a higher over. I kind of like the over in this now aces. And I talked about the Ohio state over first half over, Last week, this one, I don't like the first half over too much. This is one where I feel the teams could come out, kind of play a little chess match. Maybe they got the first couple of drives scripted, kind of feel each other out a little bit. And then the, as the game moves along, we kind of open it up there. Let's see what that first half over is at right now. So 21 and a half. Yeah, if it was 21, I, I probably would think about it. At 21 and a half, I'm probably laying off. You can get over 21 and a half at minus 110 over on Bad MGM or under 21 and a half at minus 105 over on Caesars. Jay Z, what do you think? Lay- laying off the first half, or or is that something you're looking at? Um, no,
1: I was just trying to look into it a little bit more, seeing actually uh seeing what the weather was gonna be in Ann Arbor on uh, on Saturday, just seeing we're getting into that time of the year where cold weather running becomes a little bit more, especially in the Big Ten, seeing how what factor it looks like. You know, you're right around 40 degrees on Saturday. So I mean not brutal cold or anything uh crazy going on, but um that you know that's something to look at this time of year.
2: That very good point. And in fact, this is that is especially if you're talking about these Midwest teams, right? You want to make sure that you are checking the weather leading up to the game time. If it says 45 and sunny right now, that could change at a moment's notice if you're here in the Midwest and you could have rain or even snow, wind. You know, the the big thing is studies have shown that rain and snow don't really affect totals and spreads all that much. It's more so Wind, or if you get really heavy persi- precipitation, but yeah, you want to look at that wind. If you got something that's over 20 miles an hour, wind, you really got to be concerned about that when it comes to the over, when it comes to the favorites covering teams trying to keep it on the ball, which means favorites don't have opportunities to kind of put up bigger numbers. So, very good point, Jay Z. Anything else on this game, guys, or should we move on?
0: Well, we can move on to the next one. I do want to mention though, this game is at Beaver Stadium, it's not over there at Michigan, which gives the you know, Penn State team. A little bit of an edge as far as that spread goes. Probably why we're sitting under that full touchdown mark. If it was in the big house, you probably do have a full touchdown spread on this game.
2: No, that's that's a good point. Thanks for pointing that out, Ace. Not the whiteout game, is it?
0: No, it's during the uh, it's during the day. It's an 11 o'clock game, so they, they don't do the whiteouts during the day.
2: That's an evening thing, like a 6 o'clock game?
0: Yeah, I believe they uh, whited out our Hawkeyes this
2: year. So <laughs> they've used it for the year already less said about that the better all right let's move on our conference of the week is the top 25 and we have three tremendous games we already covered one michigan and penn state how about utah and washington jay-z this is right up your alley i'm gonna let you dive right into this one it's a pac 12 showdown uh an immovable object versus an unstoppable force washington's <laughs> offense nine and zero, versus utah and their stellar defense seven and two boom what do you got
1: I am I am excited to watch this. I, I mean, you teed it up perfectly. It's defense versus offense.
2: Can can you slow down
1: Penix in that offense that is just flying through everybody this year? Um, Utah hit a few speed bumps there with Oregon State and uh, Oregon. But it, does this game play out more like the USC game? A game, obviously, where they don't have much defense. Washington does have a bit better defense than that. But I was looking more at the total here, which was at... Let's see. You got it there. Aces. What's it sitting at? Now I'm down to 45 and a half, so. 49, and, moving a half. Down, 49 and a half. 49 and a half. Maybe moving down a touch. I want to say it was 51 earlier in the week. But, um, but yeah, that, it's going to be a fantastic game to watch. I'm excited to see. I just don't think Utah, they're going to slow down pennants, but I just don't think they can stop them. And their offense has been hit and miss this year, so can they keep up like they did against USC? I don't know that they can.
2: Now, Aces had just pulled up the game page, and he's pulled up the graph showing the total movement for this particular line, which is 51. As you can see, the 51 was an alternative line there at minus one 68 or so. It got bet all the way down. It's almost to the main line and then jumped a little bit here last night or yesterday afternoon, and then it's back up. So it is the line there. Now it has moved down, as you said, from that 51 where it probably opened to i wouldn't surprise me if it ticks down a little bit. Utah's a bit of an enigma this year. They've been hot and cold on offense, but they've been great on defense. You know, that offense is doing it without Cameron Rising, with that without uh their starting tight end, who's that? Brent Kuephy, I believe it was their starting tight end co- supposed to be their tight end coming into this year. And then Washington, yeah, yeah you've got a presumptive Heisman favorite, well the actual Heisman favorite, Michael Penix there. Plus, I'm just looking at the DraftKings odd uh, plus 150. Bo Nix right behind him at plus 200, so you got two Pac-12 guys. And then Jordan Travis and J.J. McCarthy had both jumped into third place at plus 850. Aces, I'm sure you're going to be watching this one, 230 on Fox, as we will say in our newsletter. Don't change that channel, because we've got another tremendous game. What are you thinking about this game?
0: I mean, I like Utah. I like somebody over there in the Pac-12 to bust it up, because <laughs> you know someone always does, and this is Utah's opportunity. You haven't been having... A fantastic season. I was just actually looking through their schedules as you guys are talking. I pulled it up here on the game details page. Obviously, that Florida win at the beginning of the year was big for Utah. But since then, you know, they dropped that game to Oregon State. They dropped that game to Oregon. And then that close one against USC, which I know a lot of people respect that USC team, whether it's deserved it or not, I'll leave that to the people to decide. But still, Utah really needs a statement game. They need to come through and beat the best team in the Pac 12, one of the best teams in the
2: nation right now.
0: I think I got to go with a dog in this football game just for the facts I mentioned.
2: Well, what's the money line there on Utah? If you could pull that up for us, I do want to see where we're sitting at there. Plus, no, I was just gonna,
1: yeah. yeah. The Aces, you say an outright win or you think they're going to cover the cover the points there?
0: Screw the points. If you're giving me $285 (laughs) back in my pocket for the $100 bet, give me that all day long. Maybe split the bet up, take a little bit of that touchdown back in your pocket, half over there and then half on the money line type thing. Because with that plus 285, you probably don't want to bet a full unit on that number. But still, probably what I'll do is split it between the money line and the spread.
2: And that spread is currently at, let's see, eight and a half or nine and a half there. If you wanted to get that over on BetMG. Is it nine and a half? I believe it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Maybe you could do us a favor and pull up the game board and our bet to win feature, which is exclusive to Sports Betting Intel. We're the only site out there that actually has this available to you. So you wanted to know, Ace said, if you give me $285 back in our pocket there. So we've got this bet to win. You want to see, if you want to see what you're going to win when you place your bet, what your unit size is. We've got common unit sizes up there. So at $100, you can pull that up there and it'll show you exactly based on what the money lines are for the respective teams. So he's just searching Utah. Yeah, there you go. Plus 285. That's over on Bet Rivers. $285 back in your pocket if you're betting $100. If you can't get it on Bat Rivers, you got 275 at DraftKings Points Bet and Bet MGM. So there you go. Aces is splitting his bet between Utah on the spread and the money line. Jay-Z, before we move on, I do want to ask you if Utah does upset Washington, and now they are 9-1 and and Oregon wins, they're 9-1. and Does this completely eliminate the Pac-12 from playoff consideration?
1: Uh, It definitely doesn't help, and they would need outside help. I think the best scenario for them to get a team in is Washington to run it, Oregon to run it they rematch and the winner of that has a crack in it I think that's really the only scenario at this point for Pac-12 to to make it in barring you know obviously outside factors
2: that's there you go another thing if you are following along on YouTube you can see Asus has pulled up our our split page here so you can see you can at a glance the money lines or in this case the bet to win for the games it is just such an Easy way to look and see the games in one quick place. Very good. Thanks for bringing that up, Aces. Let's move on, though. We've got another, and this one is, is a top 10 matchup, not just a top 25. And we'll, we will be hiding, highlighting that in our newsletter. If you're not on our email list, make sure you subscribe. Go over to sportsbettingintel.com. It's right on the front page there. Send your email. And we have newsletters twice a week talking about these matchups. In particular, this one, Georgia Bulldogs, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Saturday, November 11th, 6 o'clock p.m. on Eastern, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Jay-Z, not, SEC isn't particularly your forte, but this game has too much going on. What are you thinking? Because you got Ole Miss number nine in the nation, 8-1 and one versus the undefeated Georgia Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I mean, another interesting one, especially, again, you can't fully take the numbers for what they are. Um, as far as scoring goes, they're both averaging just about 40 points a game, just under. Um, do we expect that? I mean, probably not. SEC isn't known for shootouts, especially Georgia. Um, but you know what? The one surprising thing that was the takeaway that you can see right on the screen there is the against the spread this season. Georgia two six and one, Ole Miss six two and one. That just kind of shocked me. I mean, obviously Georgia's nine and zero. That's just saying they're not winning as convincingly as they typically have in the past. Um, I, I thought that was a shocking stat that you know just jumped at me.
2: Interesting. That 2-6-1 and one there for Georgia, so they're not – I wonder if that's a function of their spreads being inflated because of the past couple of years and their dominance in the SEC and just in the nation, or is it that this team is underperforming a little bit relative to uh, – well, I guess they are relative to expectations at 2-6-1. and one. I wonder if it's, a like I said, just overinflated spreads or if it's just that the offense isn't as good as people were thinking going in. Of course, Carson Beck is still a very good quarterback – Aces, maybe you can pull up our player props page because I believe you mentioned it on the College Football Rundown podcast. Ladd McConkie, the wide receiver for Georgia, has kind of stepped into that underneath role now that, oh, I'm blanking, what's his name, is out now their tight end. Um, Brock Bowers is out for the season there. So Ladd McConkie, let's take a look here at his receiving yards. It looks like 67 and a half there is the, or 60, yeah, 67 and a half is the, Main line there at minus one twelve. You can get sixty nine and a half at minus one hundred three. That's both at Bet Rivers. Although, look at that. Caesars has sixty two and a half as his main line at minus one seventeen. Now, Caesars does juice up their player props a little bit. You can see that their minus one seventeen is their main line, so they do have a, a little more juice on the player props. But if you're okay paying that extra juice, you get an extra five yards there for Lad McConkey. That one seems like a smash to me. He's been outstanding. I don't think he's had fewer than eighty yards receiving. Since, he took, since Brock Bowers has been out this year. Aces, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, he had over 90 yards. He didn't have
0: a touchdown last game, but he had over 90 yards. Uh, the madman Woj and I were talking about it. That's why I know off the top of my head, I believe 95 exactly last week. And then the week before, we all know he went north of 100. So you're talking about a, a man that could get two, three less receptions and still go over the number they have here on bet rivers and on caesars if we want to pay that little juice extra juice you talked about at minus 117 so i think it's kind of a sexy bet i'd stay away from the the touchdown props so i'm glad we're looking at these receiving yards but as far as that 67 and a half or 62 and a half i like both of them
2: yeah touchdown props can have quite a bit of variance to it so there's no guarantee that someone is getting into the end zone. What about? Let's take a look at Ole Miss and some of their player props. There, the quarterback over there, Jackson Dart. I believe he's healthy, fully healthy. Is he not, Jay Z? You know if he's he's fully healthy again. uh You know that that's what I realized looking into this game that I've not caught a lot
1: of Ole Miss action lately, and having uh, I'm not 100 on that. Let me see if I can look that up quick.
2: I believe he's fully healthy he did have a bit of an injury concern earlier in the year, but he should be fully healthy in this game. And let's take a look at. In fact, wow, he's a. Dual-threat quarterback, you can just tell by the rushing yards there. There's quite a bit listed. Passing yards, looks like the main line is 224.5, 221.5 there in Bet Rivers. Caesars has it at 217. There you go. Again, if you're okay paying a little bit of juice. Now, the yardage, that one might not make as big a difference if you're talking four yards for a quarterback there. But what about passing touchdowns there? I feel that Ole Miss is probably going to have to throw to keep up a little bit. So passing touchdowns over 1.5. At plus 104, if the if the Ole Miss Rebels can overcome the Georgia defense and get into the red zone, very strong possibility that Jackson Dart tosses a couple of touchdowns there. And at plus 104, plus money, feels like a good bet. Maybe a, a sprinkle a little bit on that. Aces, what do you think? I think I would stay
0: away from passing touchdowns. If I did and I was forced to do something, I would probably go with the under on the passing touchdowns just because, you know, if I'm going to bet on someone, I'm going to bet – on the Georgia defense and, uh, you know, passing touchdowns under that one and a half is kind of a bet on the Georgia defense, just where I'd lay my money. But as far as any of those bets for Mr. Dart, I'll stay away from those.
2: Yeah, you also have to remember that Ole Miss has an outstanding running back running back in Quinshawn Judkins, who can take it in from midfield very easily. So possibility that they don't even get into range of Jackson Dart throwing touchdowns between the Georgia defense and, and Quinshawn Jukins taking the carries there. So let's move on. There are a couple more games, not necessarily top or top 10, but we do have a couple of top 25 games left to cover. So how about Tennessee and Missouri, another SEC matchup Tennessee, I would say also has been underperforming just relative their offense relative to where I thought they would be. But you look at that against the spread record, six and two, very, very good. 6-3 Six and three there from Missouri, also very good. Spread on this one, Tennessee is on the road, so it is at Mizzou. Tennessee though is the favorite, minus one eighteen on DraftKings best line there, or you can get Missouri plus one one ten on Caesars spread, minus one and a half either at BetMGM or plus one and a half over on PointsBet. Jay Z again SEC, so might maybe not right up your alley, but what do you think about these two teams? A couple of surprise contenders there in the p- top fifteen.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think Tennessee was a little more expected to be there. Maybe not by you and your uh, Joe Milton fandom, but Missouri <laughs> definitely a definitely a shocker, uh, I think, this season. Um, they've done quite well at 7-2. and two. I mean, losses last week to Georgia, which obviously who doesn't lose to Georgia? But again, that was a tight game late and without a turnover. I mean, they had a chance. So, I mean, they've been playing competitive and, and obviously winning most of the way. So, I mean, one and a half money line. Well, what's the best money line we got on Missouri there?
2: Looks like plus one ten there on Caesars. So that is, yeah, it's a, it's a, this one's a tough one to call because Tennessee is is good, but Joe Milton can be suspect. I mean, if you talk to the Madman Woj, he would say that Joe Milton should be kicked to the curb right off the bat. But Missouri also very good, kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Brady Cook, very good, very good. He's been very good this year. Tough to take anything away from him, but they don't really have much of. A running game to speak of it's a lot well i mean cody schrader's been pretty good but the i don't know i could uh, luther burton has been outstanding this year for missouri so definitely a passing team for sure look at that schedule here let's take a look let's see tennessee loses to florida florida has been another schizophrenic team this year they lost to alabama no surprise there they did play alabama tough for that first half over on the other side missouri Losing to LSU, I don't know what to make of that LSU team, and then of course they lost to Georgia, as Jay Z brought up earlier in there just a few minutes ago. So yeah, I'm not sure which way I'd be going. I think we have to check though, Aces, if you could pull up. I just want to see what the interception line is on Joe Milton, just out of respect for the Madman Wode, because he would he would want us to take a look at this because I, I, he has a personal vendetta against Joe Milton for whatever reason.
1: Well, with that said, we're talking about. I mean, Missouri hasn't been the strongest defensive team this year. They've been kind of in some back and forth shootouts more than more than anything. I mean, not the not the crazy high scoring games, but I mean their defense is giving up about twenty-four points a game. So I mean they're not not one of those standout defenses you think of uh week in, week out.
2: No, but he is favored to throw an interception there on DraftKings <laughs> minus one twenty-five versus mo- minus one hundred five for the under. So over minus one twenty-five. So it's it Missouri again, you're right, not a Terribly standout defense. Joe Milton is, though, favored by a little bit to throw an interception. Aces, what do you think about this game? Do you think the over-under is appropriate sitting there? I believe it's 55-and-a-half, 57 now, isn't it? There you go, go, 57. Who knows? If anyone
0: heard me on the college football rundown, I had a nice little slide on Missouri saying that, Last week Georgia had a bye week because I it was a little shot at Missouri it's just not a football team I respect you both know you should know by now Tennessee <laughs> is not a football team I respect either so hey you want to go bet on this garbage can of a game go ahead be my guest it, it could be so random though you know if it came out and they it was a you know 14 16 score somehow wouldn't surprise me if you got a 32 to 26 game somehow that wouldn't surprise me either with these two teams that i don't give any respect for and just wouldn't bet on them either way
2: well respect. that's fair i'm sorry Z. go ahead
1: Derek. respect to you for pulling out 32 to 26
0: <laughs> i had to think of the weirdest numbers i could and then that's what came to my mind for college football let me tell you score got
2: me at its finest uh yeah so I guess we'll see what, what happens in this game. I'm not entirely sure that I will be betting on it. I'll definitely be watching it, though. How about we swap back, swap back to the Pac-12, right up Jay-Z's alley, and we talk about a game that does also have playoff implications in number six, Oregon, versus USC, who is no longer ranked, believe it or not. They've lost three games or seven and three. Oregon, eight and one. Their one loss to Washington there. That spread, though, minus 15 and a half, or my, my, yeah, minus 15 and a half. That is just, that's a lot. So the odds makers don't think much of SC, USC anymore this year. Jay Z, I'm going to let you take it from here. The Oregon is your team. What are your thoughts? Completely well, unbiased, on. of
1: course. Unbiased, of course, but no surprise that USC is not ranked. They hung on much longer than I thought they should to win into playing this year. But moving that aside, actually, uh, Ace, if you want to bring up the game, uh, preview page there or the detailed matchup shocking just to go down and look at actually the uh, yards per game as prolific as we say off USC's offense is Oregon's got them in every category which is kind of surprising cuz Oregon hasn't been their fast paced offense as as you usually expect they've slowed it down been more methodical but they're still clearly scoring at a good rate i mean skewed with a few of those massive wins they had earlier in the year but um i don't know that 14 and a half does seem like a a big number to cover Um, just knowing that USC does put up points. Would I be surprised if it happened? No, but that's probably one I'd avoid. Um, Also kind of like mentioned in the uh, newsletter going out, the total sitting at, is it up to 75 now? 75 (laughs) (laughs) massive number, but again, just kind of, like I said, Oregon scores, but they're not scoring at a huge Clip. They're not just flying down the field like I don't know someone like Washington is just scoring at a low, um, keeping a low time in possession. Um, and I don't think they're trying to blow teams out at this point. So it, I can see it going under with Oregon just possessing more. Their defense I think is also underrated this season, giving up 16 points a game. That one, I'm, if anything, I'm looking at more the under of this you know crazy game. But again, don't I wouldn't hold me to that because clearly, just like Washington, who knows USC seems to just get teams in shootouts and who knows what's going to happen. Maybe they'll put up 96 again.
2: That they do. They do tend to get into shootouts. And as we've talked about on this podcast many times before until Lincoln Riley decides to invest in the defense, USC is just going to give up points. I mean, Bo Nix is the second favorite right now for the Heisman. He's been outstanding this year. Bucky Irving had a bit of a injury scare earlier in the week, but he looks like he's on track to play. So that ground game is very good for Franklin Right. No. Uh, um, what's the other guy's name there? Uh, Treshawn Holden. Trey Holden. Outstanding. Tess wide Johnson. Team. Yes. Tess Johnson. Thank you very much, Jay-Z. So, yeah, I mean, Oregon <laughs> offense. I mean, if they want to get back into the playoff consideration, they got to beat Washington, assuming they both make it to The Pac-12 Championship there, and then they, but they've also got to put some points out there in order to kind of bolster the resume. I would think. I think the the deciders there really want to see them if they can take down this USC team and and cover the spread and really put a hurt on them. I think it increases their chances of getting into the playoffs. Assuming though they they beat Washington again in the Pac-12 Championship, Aces seventy-five. You taking the over?
0: No, I wouldn't take the over. One thing that the real Jay Z was talking about. And our stats over here on SBI are correct. There's nothing wrong with them. I want to bring this up, though. This is where your college football knowledge has to come in a little bit because you're looking at these stats, and even the real Jay-Z mentioned it themselves. They've had a couple outlier football games. So, yes, the Oregon Ducks, as good as that USC offense is, the Oregon Ducks are green here in all these offensive categories. you got to remember, they played week one Portland State, and they scored 81 points against Portland State. So those numbers – are in these stats. They're baked in here. You got to remember that when you're making bets, when you're using statistics to make bets. We also have to remember last week in itself, what, did, what was it, 63 points they scored real, Jay-Z? I believe it was 63. We can look at the game schedule down here, California. Yep. Yes, 63. So there's a couple outlier games right there that are helping them with this green. So make sure you're remembering how important that is considering those two facts. Just don't take it blatantly and run with it
1: but with that said i mean usc has got a 56.66 56 50 point game it's not like it's not like they've been holding off the gas on any of their offensive runs either
0: no and usc i would say is the more consistent scoring a lot of points and you mentioned it before when you were talking yeah. too they they score a lot more oregon's been a little more constrained from what they have been in the past as far as just they're <laughs> getting a touchdown every every pass or every run but still, I, I don't think I would touch the totals there because who knows what could happen in this one? I, I think the Ducks are by far the better team. And Mister Hardways was talking about them having playoff shot. I mean, if they win out, they win the Pac-12 championship game. They're in the playoffs. If they're just not, if they're not, we need to start going and protesting these playoff committee selections.
2: Yeah, it'd be hard to keep them out if they ran the table here and put up points there. Let's close this out though with a a Big Twelve team and a team that is now the king of Oklahoma for all time Oklahoma State number <laughs> oh. 15 in the nation versus <laughs> the F they're on the road and I say that because last week Oklahoma State takes down Oklahoma in the very last Bedlam series game that we will see 27 24 and that's because these teams are changing conferences there so Oklahoma State the king of Oklahoma going forward but this spread a little surprising only two and a half I believe it looks like is the line there yeah two to two and a half there, USC plus two, Ohio State, or oh, Oregon, there it is. Oklahoma State, <laughs> minus two, and not too many OSUs out there. This one is, I'm a little surprised this is solo. I know it is on the road. It is in Florida there. Jay-Z, what do you think? I mean, Oklahoma State, not a team that I fully respect, but they've been doing good things this year, seven and two. Yeah, you know, first thing I did is because I've paid little attention to them most of the
1: year after their couple of early losses, but yeah, they've been on a run lately um looking at UCF I mean they've clearly struggled with uh what is that one two four five losses in a row I mean that does seem strange to see the spread there but I, I just don't know enough to speak on this I don't know what do you got for this uh aces
0: well Gundy's a team you know his football teams are teams I like to back because he's a good football coach he's proven it the past few years especially he's been there a long time deservedly so in my opinion had some off the field antics Made it through that because he's just such a good coach. They don't want to get rid of him. I mean, UCF can score some points. That's why this spread is probably so close. Maybe we get a coin flip football game, but I just like Oklahoma State in this one. I like what they've been doing. I'm over here on the schedules page of the game details. Win, 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 win. They're hot. Why
2: do you want to bet against them right now? That's a great question. Now, I personally like Big 12 games because – they don't really play a whole lot of defense, which is nice. Now, TCU has certainly kind of changed that narrative, maybe not this year, but in years past, and Oklahoma as well. But you look at the over-under in this game at 58-and-a-half. Both of these teams can put up points, I think, especially Oklahoma State. We've seen that they can put up points. UFC, though. You Know a little more suspect, but they've been. Let's what's their points per game there? If you could pull up U- U- UCFs, sorry, I've been You U- U- UCF
0: or UFC, you want me to pull up the fighters? Let's <laughs> uh, the,
2: no, the uh, <laughs> what's their mascot? The Knights or something? The, the uh, Knights, the, yeah, there you go, yeah. So, points per game for these guys 32 33 there for UCF versus 30 for Oklahoma State. Now, the competition there for UCF obviously not as high level as Oklahoma State against them though 30 points for UCF versus 24 for Oklahoma State 58 and a half I mean it's a lot but it doesn't seem like it's that much all things considered Jay-Z what do you think about the over in this
1: uh what are we at 60 65 and a half there uh I, I I have no opinion I, I have no opinion
2: am I wrong was it is it 65 and a half I thought it was I thought it was below 60 Aces what's a, what's our current line there there oh it's 63 and a half okay so I was way wrong I was looking at old info. 58 and a half. That is not the case anymore. 63 and a half. That is that is tight. That is that's a lot <laughs> there. Yeah. What was I looking at there? 58. You must
0: have been looking at one of our competitors and their stale lines. Let me tell you, because we got the updated <laughs> lines over here on our page. As far as this total, like I don't know. Give me give me that red Uno skip card because why would you bet the this game? I just, I don't get it. You and I are on different pages this week, Mr. Hardways. I'd stay away from it, but I do like that Oklahoma
2: State bet. Certainly seems to be. Well, that'll be it for us tonight. We've covered quite a bit of the top 25, which again is our conference of the week. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter to get more detailed breakdowns on these games and more. And of course, you can go over to our website, sportsbettingintel.com, where you can find our game boards, our game pages, breakdowns, everything you need this week in college football to bet the games. This is what we do every weekend as we go into, in this case, week 11. Now, of course, we got to show player props and our favorite favorite player (laughs) props.
0: They don't have
2: him up yet. The real J.C.
0: was saved. His stats aren't – or his props aren't
2: up yet. Nothing yet. Don't, for those who don't are worry. viewers – Sorry, go ahead, J.C. Yeah,
1: don't worry. The Fantasy League, I decided to hedge that bet this week and took Uh, – they're playing Auburn, so I took their defense. So when he throws a pick, I'll get some <laughs> points for it. There you go. You're getting That's some right. points, my friend.
2: Betsy Call there, yeah. For those who are new viewers here, it, we, we love betting on K.J. Jefferson and his interception statistic – or his interception line because – Just loves throwing interceptions. I we we don't know why, but the real Jay Z loves this guy. He is a interception. He's a turnover machine. So that'll be it. I do (laughs) want to leave the viewers with a plus EV bet before we close out because I was just looking through our plus EV scanner. We got quite a few on NCAA football this week, but in particular, I want to highlight one that's actually near even odds, but you're actually getting above even odds there. So it's Western Kentucky versus New Mexico State. It's at five percent plus EV. There you you go. It is Western Kentucky, first quarter money line on Bet Rivers, minus one and a half on the spread there, plus 110. So you're getting above even money, where we predict this to be an even money bet. Our fair value is minus 100. You're getting plus 110 on that. So that'll be our EV bet of the week. As usual, we try to get one of these on the podcast at the end for you there. Gentlemen, that's it for us. We have a big week 11 coming up, a lot of top 25 matchups. Anything you want to leave the people with, Jay-Z, I'll start with you. Uh,
1: go Ducks, go Huskies, go Pac-12.
2: Okay, that's 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 one way to do it. Mr. Aces, hi. Anything you want to leave the people with, as he's showing us right now, our Kelly System calculator. Kelly System, of course, is a way to figure out the optimal bet for both the odds and your bankroll. In this case, the Kelly Wager Half Kelly for this particular bet is $113.64, 2.27% of your bankroll, assuming you have a $5,000 bankroll. That Kelly calculator is built into everything that we do here at sportsbettingintel.com, in particular, the Plus EV Odds Scanner. You can just click Kelly calculator and fill in the info and find out exactly how much you should bet on that website. In this case, again, on Bet Rivers Aces, anything you want to leave the people with?
0: I'll just say this. I know it's a college football preview episode, but we got the women, Iowa Hawkeyes, up against Virginia Tech tonight. They are leading 62 to 57. So I got to get off this podcast so I can watch my girl Hawkeyes and Caitlin Clark take down those Virginia Tech Hokies.
2: Let's go, Iowa Hawkeyes. That'll be it for us. My name is Hardy Mike. As we say over here at SBI, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely.